0: This evening, our gospel lesson will come from Matthew's gospel. From Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, and then 16 through 21. We've spent a fair amount of time in Matthew, haven't we, recently, friends? Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrite do in the synagogue and in the streets, so they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. When you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in the secret will reward you. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they will disfigure their faces as to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your, fa- on your head and wash your face, that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And then your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and rust consume, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there is your heart also. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of my favorite scenes in nearly every movie that you see is, uh, is that scene where the hero goes off to train. Um, there's always a montage of, of them training, you know, in this cold, uh, cold season, we find ourselves in these past few days. Uh, I, I think of my favorite, um, my favorite see, scene like that is probably in the movie. We know that end of the cold war, Rocky four, uh, when Rocky is going over to Moscow to, to Russia to fight Drago. And, uh, he trains, he runs up the mountain and for some reason he winds up in a, and he, he, he winds up Uh, using uh, some beef as a punching bag, which I'm not, I'm not quite sure what that accomplished, but it worked for Rocky. And if it works for Rocky, then it would, you know, work for any of us. But there's always, there's always that scene where the hero goes off to train. and It's always before the big mission or before the big, the big fight or before whatever big is to come, they go off and they get ready. And they, they find their strength and they find their purpose and they find their mission in that moment. It's always a pretty uniform thing in every movie. I Think of the Karate Kid where Daniel's son spends all those, all those uh, weeks and months getting ready with Mr. Miyagi. And they, they go on the beach and they train and he works on the crane kick and all that. It's, a, you know, it's that montage of the training and the getting ready and the preparing for the big fight that is to come. We see Jesus do that. Now, that's not the same level of excitement as, uh, as Rocky. But we see Jesus in the Scriptures getting ready for his big test that is to come. And of course, his big test that is to come is the temptation that he'll face, but then actually the rest of his ministry. Jesus does ministry, if you read the scriptures, you'll see that his ministry on earth was always challenging. See, we, I think sometimes we see the temptation of Jesus, and then we don't really think about how the rest of his life could have been a series of tests. Because you think of all the temptations he must have faced at times when the disciples didn't get it. All the times his frustration must have boiled over or been tempted to. All, all the times he must have been tempted, to to want to give in when he faced opposition from the religious leaders or the political leaders. All the times he must have felt alone. We see Jesus before he enters his public ministry. We see him be baptized, and the scriptures say he's immediately led to the wilderness, where he fast and he prays. And he gets ready. He trains. He sharpens his spiritual, his spiritual disciplines. And we see that he carries these forward the rest of his ministry. Because think about how many times in Scripture we see the Bible say that Jesus would withdraw and go off to a deserted place to pray. Or often he would call the disciples with him to go off and rest in a, in a place to pray. We see that Jesus understood that the training that he went through, the, 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 the time of fasting and prayer that he went through, those 40 days, were essential to what was going to happen throughout the rest of his ministry. He fasted and he prayed to get ready for that which was to come. He prepared for the coming day in that moment. Today is Ash Wednesday. It's a um it's a big deal in the life of our church. Growing up, not many churches other than well, many of my friends were unfamiliar with Ash Wednesday. And many of my friends who weren't Methodist were unfamiliar with the season of Lent. And they always thought it a little bit odd that uh I was gonna give up something for 40 days. Well that's kind of weird. Um But in the last Probably last 20 years, I've seen more and more churches beyond Methodist and Catholic and Pentecostal, I mean, uh, uh, and Episcopal, um, begin to practice Lent. It's a powerful season. It's a powerful season. Because it is, for us, these 40 days, it is much like Jesus in his time in the wilderness where he prepared. And he got ready for what was to come. He got ready for the struggles he would face. He got ready for the temptations he would face. He got ready for the trials he would face. He got ready for the testing he would face. He got ready for the rejection he would face. He got ready for all that was to come. It was his time of getting ready. And I think sometimes we're not prepared for the testing we face. We're not prepared for the trials we face. Because I don't know that we always prepare ourselves the same way that Jesus did. When you you look across Scripture, there's always this this pattern of preparation. Before Israel went to the promised land, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And in that, they received the law twice. They prepared to enter into the promised land. Israel Between the time of the prophets and the coming of Christ, they had 400 years where they waited and it was silence. And they prepared for the Messiah. We now as the church, the Lord ascended 2,000 years ago. And we wait. We wait for his return. We are preparing in this season for his return. In this week, you will face trials. The next few days, you will face trials, you will face struggles, you will face temptations. What are you doing now to prepare? What are you doing? What am I doing? What are we doing to get ourselves ready for the trials that may come, for the struggles that may come? For the things that may come. Prepare. Lynn get us ready. When we read this passage today, there's a lot of things we could take away from it. I I I think it's interesting the call of Jesus here to not uh to not um broadcast our virtues, if you will. And that's something I've struggled with, particularly in this year, as, I, as I've called our church. As you may have seen, I've called our church to, for, us to pub, to, for us to fast together. On Wednesdays, fasting from screen time, if you're, if you're able. Well, on Fridays, to fast from a meal, if you're able. And then give a donation to Rise Against Hunger in, in, in corresponding to what you would have spent on your meal. Then if you're not able to physically fast on Fridays, we're encouraging you to fast from screen time on Wednesdays and use that time that you would have spent on the device or on the Netflix or on whatever to strengthen your walk with God and with your neighbor. So it's kind of weird to talk about this publicly because I don't don't like to talk about these things publicly. But I want to be clear. I'm not calling us to go around and brag about what we're doing. Now, I'm not calling you to, take a selfie of you not eating your meal, your lunch on Friday, not talking about that. But what I am talking about is for all of us together as a church family, to sacrifice together, and for all of us as a church family to, to, to grow our disciplines together. This to me is more about us having unity in this, not about us being spiritually superior. So I don't think we need to go around bragging on what we're doing, but I do think it's good for us together to share our common experience to share a common discipline, to see how God continues to build unity in our church in this season. So that's that's one thing I think He's talking about here. But the thing that I always the thing I always come back to when I read these words here, it, 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 it's a, it's a small word here. But Jesus says this. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal. He doesn't say, if you give alms. He doesn't say, if you fast. But he says, when you do. When you fast, do it this way. When you pray, do it this way. When you give, do it this way. Jesus is assuming that for us as Christians, giving and praying And fasting will be the norm, not the exception, that of course we'll fast, and of course we'll give, and of course we'll pray, because we're following Christ. So of course we'll do these things. So when you do it, do it this way. Not if you do it, but when you do it, when you fast. We fast not for spiritual superiority. We fast not to not to, to to lose weight or to it's a self-improvement plan. But we fast because we're so very busy. And our lives are crowded with so much. We don't always pay attention. We don't always see what controls us. And we don't always know where our hearts lie. We fast to clear the deck, to give God space to speak into our lives and to speak into our hearts and to speak into who we are. We fast to hear from God. So as we enter into this Lenten season, we're preparing ourselves for what is to come. For what is to come. One of the one of the things we do in Lynn is what we, we um. We give up something. So um, as we've said, we're talking as a church about us giving up a meal on Fridays, giving up screen time on Wednesdays. If you can't fast, I encourage. I would encourage you to to give up something this Lenten season. But notice the, um, the thing that Jesus says here is when you give alms, when you do something. I don't think our call is just simply when we prepare is to give up something, to stop doing something. I think it's important for us to start doing something. So, yes, we give up something in the same way that Christ gave up his life for ours. But I think it's equally important for us to take up something. Take up reading of Scripture. Take up prayer. Take up loving your neighbor. I saw a great quote by Lewis that, uh, that I that I, uh, I sent out the other day, where he said, um, "Love is something. To the effect of love is not affection. Love is wishing the very best, with basically intentionally desiring the very best for someone." If our love is simply emotion, then we're the ones benefiting from love. But in the biblical sense of love, love is sacrifice for the other. As Christ loved us, he died for us. Love is us giving ourselves away for someone else. So yes, we we give up something during Lent. We give up a candy or a sweet or or, 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 um, things such as that. I heard somebody say they, they gave up gossip during Lent. I thought, ooh, that's, 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 that's hard, <laughs> but that's important. I heard somebody else say they gave up taking the elevator. They walked up the stairs to work every day. He said, that made me pray. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I bet it would if you had to walk six steps every day, six flight steps every day. So we give up something. Because in the giving that up, we find ourselves missing it. We find ourselves using that time to pray, to listen for God, to look for God. And we take up something because in taking up something, we live out our faith through reading scripture, through prayer, through loving, through serving, through giving. But all of this is our way to prepare for what God's calling us to. We don't just run a marathon, we get ready for it. We don't just go power a powerlifting competition, we get ready for it. We don't just play a concert, we prepare for it. God's calling us to something, y'all. I don't know what exactly he's calling us to. I don't. I know that, frankly, this entire year has felt like an entire, this, since 2021, it's felt like a year of preparation. It's felt like a year of testing. It's felt like a year of trial. And I don't believe that God has walked with us through this time of trial for no purpose. I don't believe that all that we've gone through has been purposeless. I don't believe that. I believe that God is getting us ready. I believe that God is is working on his church. He's refining his church. He's purifying his church. He's challenging his church. He's calling his church, and he's going to prepare his church for something amazing. I believe that with all that I am. So this season of Lent is not a season of self-improvement. This season of Lent is not a time for us to feel spiritually superior. This season of Lent is not a time for us to make it about us. But this season of Lent is a time for us to focus our eyes upon Jesus. To realize how often we have missed the mark. Thus the ashes and the symbolic mark of repentance. and It's a time for us to give God space in our life to work. To call, to push, to cajole, to prepare us for whatever it is he's calling us to. To prepare us for whatever lies next. To prepare us for the next faithful step. I've always loved the verse of Scripture where it says that His, his Spirit goes in front of us and us, behind us and hymns us in from, the side, from each side. I know that the season of preparation, the season of fasting, the season of remembrance, the season of grief, it's not a wasted time. And I was talking with Holly the other night about life and where we find ourselves sometimes, and I I was laughing about about how uh, high strung I used to be, and you, y'all may think I'm high strung now. No, no, no. I'm I'm pretty laid back now, but I think about sometimes the years I've wasted in uh, being too intense the years I wasted by not really focusing on my family like I should, or the years I wasted by not really loving as I should. And uh, I sometimes have regret for that. But I also come to realize that I don't know that I would be who I am now if I hadn't have gone through that season. God prepares us. And God uses us. And God gets us ready for what's next. Right now, God's calling you to something. The season you're in right now, it may be a season of preparation for what's to come. We enter into the season of Lent together as a church family. It's a season of preparation for what's to come. We fast and pray together. Season preparation was to come. We discern God's voice together. The season preparation was to come. Just like Rocky had to go climb that snowy mountain and hit that beef for some reason to prepare for the fight. Just like Daniel and Mr. Miyagi had to go out on the beach and pretend to be cranes and kick things to get ready for the fight. Just like Jesus went into the wilderness, we enter into Lent. This year, may we have a holy lens. May we fast together. May we pray together. May we worship together. May we share our disciplines together. And may God work amongst us, in us, and through us to prepare us for what's next. May we have together a holy lens. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Lenten season. We thank you for the Lenten discipline. Father God, help us to live out this season together, holy, sacred, somber, all for your purpose and all for your way. We love you. We ask it in Christ's name, amen.